0: Hi and welcome to the latest episode of the Making the Media podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Craig Wilson. Washington DC is probably one of the busiest journalistic beats to cover on the planet. The heart of US government, the home of the president, the very epicenter on many days of world events. So how do you cover such a city? How do you ensure you're chasing all the angles and delivering to the myriad of platforms which constantly need to be serviced? my guest on this edition of the podcast, is ideally placed to tell us. Andrea Owen is the Director of DC Bureau Operations at the US Network ABC News. She's been in that post for almost seven years and leads a large team of managers, crews, engineers and editors covering all aspects of Washington DC coverage. But rather than me talk about it, let's hear from Andrea, firstly explaining her career path to get to Washington.
1: I've been with ABC for 30 years. So I've grown up my career. I've, I've got to grow up. I've had the good fortune of growing up at ABC. I started um, as an intern uh, in, the, on, in the London Bureau and went over to London from Canada uh, as I finished a journalism program, uh, went to London thinking I was going to say six weeks, and I stayed six years. So I have the very lucky fortune of saying that I, I got to spend uh, my 20s in London. And I started over there on a show, um, helping two producers, and then eventually moved to the desk, and then eventually um, stayed on the desk and did a lot of travel. Fast forward to today, um, where I am now, I I am in Washington, D.C., for ABC, and I'm director of operations for the Bureau and the coverage area outside um, in Washington, D.C. And so this Bureau that we have here is one of the largest bureaus Uh, In Washington, but also one of the largest bureaus around among the five networks, um, uh, just in in general, Um, although some other networks have some really big bureaus uh, than ours, but ours is pretty big. And what's unique about our coverage area is that we do everything in our backyard, but that backyard is the White House, it's Capitol Hill, it's the Pentagon, it's the State Department, um, and it's all the federal agencies and everything Um, A lot of stories that we cover, even if they're not from Washington, have some sort of tie in or peg in Washington. So during the course of my career, I went, um, I kind of zigzagged. I went on the editorial side and then went into operations and then went back to the editorial side and then went back to operations, editorial and then back to operations. So um, I have kind of perspectives on, on both sides. Uh, when it comes to news gathering, show production, all that stuff that we do. Um, so it's, it's been great and um, I feel very lucky. It's been, it's, it's, it's a great business uh, and uh, we are incredibly busy here in Washington, as you can imagine.
0: I, I can certainly imagine. I can certainly imagine. Um, Andrea, I, I'm really interested in that perspective that you have, that you have both sides of the house, if you like, the editorial side and the operational side. What what difference do you think that that gives you in terms of understanding this, basically, I guess, the stresses that both sides are under when they're trying to deliver uh, for, for ABC?
1: Um, that's great how you say there's both stresses on both sides, and that's a key thing. And so um it's interesting craig i try to actually bring a lot of editorial into operations to help drive decisions and where we're going and really a lot of it is to i use it to anticipate so anticipate what the needs are going to be the shows um as you know and like anyone in journalism knows um there's the unrelenting deadlines and you can't you know you can't miss a deadline um, and on top of that is just the absolute imperative importance of accuracy. So the pressure is just baked in no matter what, um, depending. And then you have a new story any day um, at any moment that that comes up that you have to cover and, and, and cover it well. So what I try to do is, is I, I really understand the shows and, and the personalities of the shows and just and really it's so much of it comes down to how people work and understanding how people work. And then taking that on sort of a higher level perspective and trying to put it through in, in, a, in a very fast way to execute the end result and, and getting people what they need so they can do their job well um, and understanding the pressures that they're under and then helping along that way as best as you can for everyone to do a job really well. So they're not getting you know, um, held back or coming up to a roadblock on just some basic things. It's really trying to keep all the structures in a a great working order so people can really do their job and and, uh, be fast and be
0: accurate. I really like your description as as um, as you're covering the news in your backyard, but it's a very interesting backyard that you that you have. And for people who who haven't perhaps worked in Washington, can you perhaps explain a little bit of some of the mechanics of how you work with the other bureaus and the other you know networks that are there to provide the kind of coverage that you need
1: yeah thanks thanks for asking that because it's so unique and it's such this sort of interesting ecosystem here in Washington, and because it's so much of what we're covering is government, and because there's really a lot of high security clearance that is required to a lot of places. The five networks a long time ago, and that's ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, and Fox, got together and we have, we pool material because we can't all show up at the same press conference. We can't all show up in these small briefing rooms, or we can't all show up in different places where. There's a heavy police presence or there's just restrictions on the amount of people that can be in the pack of journalism that, that comes with covering a place like Washington, D.C. So the five networks, actually, it, there's this complex yet simple structure of where we share the material, but we have many different types of pools. So the world of pools among these five networks is very much part of our daily, daily life and how we cover Washington. So, we'll have um, one network will always cover um, a VIP, someone high up in the government, and one person will always cover a briefing room in one of, like, whether it's the State Department or Pentagon. And then we have different pools for when there's domestic travel from a very high VIP or if there's a a foreign trip. Um, And then, you know, there's things like, you know, prime time addresses. Uh, from the White House that is also part of the pool system. So there's this alphabetical rotation among the five networks that go from a very macro level on big events and also down to a very micro level on the day-to-day. And we at ABC, and so as well as the other networks, even have one person dedicated on our desk that coordinates these pools. So every day, those five people are on the phone all the time Coordinating coverage and stakeouts and what's coming up the next day. And uh, so it, it's it's this constant pace that is actually very fast of just covering everything. And and it's not only just having a camera at a location, it's also the transmission. So in Washington, a lot of our stuff is wired. We have a lot of drops around town um, that we've done on, on ABC's behalf, but also in partnership with the other networks as well. And so we also, you know, we can kind of go live almost anywhere with, with our drops. And then we also have the technology that we use like TVU. And so we can blanket coverage the city pretty, pretty fast. There's always challenges, but there's, it's, there's a lot of infrastructure here um, that we've built. And we've built also in partnership with the networks uh, that is, is, is really quite this world that is, is very impressive. Actually, it's very, very impressive. Um, and, uh, and you don't really sort of truly understand it until you get here and you see really how it works. Because like even just covering Capitol Hill for our crews and our teams up there, basically, you know, you can easily clock just by walking 12 kilometers a day just covering that beat. It's that big. So it's, and then you have the, the White House where it's a little bit more close quarters. So it's, uh, it, it sort of plays out like that every day.
0: But I guess it's, it's a really interesting dynamic where in a lot of occasions you're cooperating together, but of course you're still in competition with each other as well. So I guess exactly. that, that, that also poses the challenges that you, uh, you want to get the best stories.
1: Yeah, there's, there's a fine line. I mean, it's definitely, there's, there's, there's um, it's, it's very professional. Um, But they are competitors at the same time. (laughs) So, um, so it's, it's, it, it, it's, it works well. It's actually, it's, it's very, it's, it's very professional, but it's uh, yeah. Sometimes, you know, we, we all have our own, all networks have their own shows to put on and their own demands, their own deadlines. And so um, I'll just say this, there's a constant demand. It's a, it's a constant demand. Even how, when a decision comes down on what has to be covered, Um, the five there's five votes so you know majority rules and so five five people have to vote or five networks have to vote on what needs to be covered and and two if if they don't like the decision that's too bad they have to go along with it uh, that's that's how it works
0: one thing that you spoke a little bit about there was coordination Uh, and one element that I wanted to, to talk a little bit about of course is over the course of the last couple of years Remote working has become, you know, a very big thing, the, the consequence of the of the pandemic and people working in other in other locations. So I'm interested in knowing how, you know, the the, the Bureau handled that and is continuing to, to, to handle that, particularly around the area of you know communicating with staff and making sure that everyone is still well informed, even if they're not physically together in the newsroom.
1: Yeah, that was that was, I mean, for all of us. Um COVID and even the last, like the last two years, if, you know, again, I think for a lot of people, it's hard to believe it's two years. Um, it forced us into a lot of different workflows we never thought were possible. Um, and then it, which was, which moved us down the field so much farther than we ever thought we could do in such a short period of time. The other side of that, though, was really so important of people's wellness and just, you know, for people making sure that you know, they, they have that balance between um, home and work because you're doing everything in your home and it's, it's, you know, you're, you're, it's, it's great, you can, you can work from home, but at the same time, that's also really challenging over a long period of time. And when you don't have much control over that timeline or that decision of when you can come back to the office and have that flexibility. So we, in conjunction with um, ABC New York, put in a lot of workflows That really allowed people to work from home. And this is, you know, and this is a lot of credit goes to vendors like our friends at Avid and others that help us do this. We not only was it just people who, you know, working on their laptops, but it was also people editing um, from home on their laptops, tunneling into our systems, you know, our servers, being able to work with content, turn the content around and send it back to a place where we were able to play it out for air get it, you know, get it to the platforms that needed it. Um, So it was really, it it was incredibly hard work, but we're no different from any other news organization. Um, But, and there hasn't been time to really stop and pause and say, wow, that's really amazing how, what a mountain we just climbed. And I hope one day that comes for a lot of people because so many people deserve credit for that. And in in our company and other companies as well, and many people you've probably talked to over these last couple of years. So when it comes to the other side of your question about the coordination and the communication, you know, Zoom, like we're talking right now was really this, this, this new f- platform and this new form where, you know, Zoom became part of our lives pretty fast and it, it actually made us communicate almost more so because it wasn't just, you know, gone worthy, bumping someone into, in the hallway and talking to them or having, you know, everyone around the conference table and talking ideas out or, going through things that need to get done, it was on Zoom. And so Zoom became this formal place to communicate. And it also became this casual place to check in on people. And um, so there's, and, and like all these things, there's flip sides. It's, it's really great to be able to see people and talk to people. Um, but then you get Zoom fatigue, so you have to manage that. Um, but it, you know, Craig, so much of our business, and you know this well, and many people in the business know this well, that the communication and the coordination is such a key element to it all. Um, and the challenges with during COVID was just sort of balancing it. So it's not too much, it's just right. Um, and I don't know, one day we'll think about it and think, okay, maybe we got some things right and we probably got some things wrong. Um, but uh, you know, hopefully most importantly, those lessons we take carry on us to, to the days ahead and good decisions ahead.
0: Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people still haven't had, as you say, that chance to pause and actually reflect on, on what's happened and, you know, have the opportunity to, to reflect on what, what worked well and what, and what didn't. But I guess one of the things which, you know, speaking to a lot of people on the podcast is that they have really seen an increase in the speed of innovation. Some of it prompted, obviously, by the circumstances of, of, the, of the pandemic uh, and some an acceleration of things that were already ongoing. Is that something that you've also seen as well?
1: Yeah. And this is, and I, I, for me, I always come back to this thing. So as you know, ABC is part of the Walt Disney company and the Walt Disney company was founded on innovation. You know, the founder, Walt Disney himself said, as soon as we stop innovating, we're not going to grow. And for some reason, that's always, that is, I, I keep that in my mind for some reason so much because it's such a great thing to embrace. And what we have seen, and and you've seen this, and you've talked to many people about this, is just, you know, the speed of the innovation the last couple of years has just been, it's accelerated so fast. And in a lot of ways, we, it kind of, and maybe it's just something about people in this business, like it kind of, it kind of upped our game in a lot of ways. And so we, we accomplished things very, very quickly during that time. And I mentioned this to you before, but like we built a huge studio in our bureau um, with uh, that we're incredibly proud of and that we've used many times now where it's a it's a studio that's going to take us to the next at least five, 10 years. And we did that during COVID with all the COVID restrictions and making sure first and foremost, there was safety and how people work together to do basically, you know, put a construction site into a beautiful state of the art studio. Um, and we've we've uh, you know we got to we anchored all our State of the Union coverage recently from our bureau, which is which is which is really awesome. So the innovation there's that piece, and then there was also just the innovation people can do remotely, um, especially with the editing, especially with turning content around. Um, the, the news gathering out in the field kind of stayed the same for the most part, um, but for people just working in a bureau or in, you know, headquarters or uh, in their house, um, having that ability to work across multiple different locations, really no matter what your location is, was really something that is is fantastic. Um, and that's going to be something that hopefully going forward, we can continue that and, and there's not really this pressure, you know, that we can we can have that balance, we can parlay that into work-life balance we can parlay that into people's lives and help people you know just have something more as their work experience um, that is better for just overall wellness um, you know that remains to be seen but that's something we want to definitely keep in mind in moving forward so it's uh it's that's going to be interesting to see and we want to just make sure people are are happy where they are and 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 proud of the work they do
0: another element that um you know journalists have to cope with these days as well of course isn't just the, the simple simple i say but the deadline for the on-air show there are so many platforms now that that you're having to to deliver to whether it's it's online whether it's linear television whether it's social and i'm interested in how that sort of balance is is struck with your editorial teams of having to deliver to all of these different platforms because clearly they are they are an opportunity for um, a wider audience, perhaps a different audience um, in, in different ways, and of course, from a revenue perspective, I guess that's another uh, another potential stream. So, I'm interested in how you balance that out of the the constant demands, as you say, that you always have now coming with these additional platforms.
1: Yeah, it's it's this is this is a constant work in progress because you know the deadlines don't change, and the deadlines they change if if there's more. Opportunity that comes up of more content getting out to places, and so the key to it all is being nimble, balancing that out with folks, and balancing out between the different needs of just you know collecting the content um, and turning the content around, whatever the platform is, whether it's a short piece or it's a long, you know, an hour special. Um, that's really that's that's the exciting part of the business. A lot of people, I think, really love that, um, but it's also you have to balance it so it's not too much all the time for folks. So that is that is something that is you know that's a lot to discuss every day to make sure we're getting it right, um, and it's a lot of and it's at the same time you know the, it has to be at a high standard our content and that's that's always you know we always strive for that so. It, it's, you know, without getting into too much detail, just internally, but like that's, that's, a, that's a challenge and very much a high importance of the balance, but also putting out, you know, top, top quality work. Um, and so for managers, that's, that's something that you can't take your eye off the ball on. that one.
0: I think the other thing that, that I was going to say about it is that I think it's an exciting time to be in journalism because there are so many outlets now there are so many platforms there are different and i think the other thing as well is there's also different ways of telling the story and i think that's another challenge that i think is i think it's an exciting one for the industry i'm interested in your your views on that
1: it is i you know it is an exciting time and and i have to say i don't know when there hasn't been an exciting time in this in this building or in this uh, business it's always been exciting it's oh, and in the sense of just what we get to do it's it's really and it, it's so much of it, Craig, too, is public service. Like, it's so much. The responsibility is, is a huge responsibility that is not lost. And, and I'll say this. For, I speak for myself. It's not lost on me for a second. It's a huge responsibility. It's a driver why I got in the business, main driver why I got in the business. And the, the technology um, is making it m- more um, interesting and challenging. And, and the landscape is, is, is always changing. So that's exciting too. And that's just something that has to be embraced. Look, we're going through some tough times now with some of the news stories. It's really important. We show our, bring that story to our audiences. We have incredible journalists in our, at ABC doing brave, courageous work. Um, and it's, it's exciting. Yeah, it's a huge responsibility. And we're here to do that.
0: Do you think there's now a better, a greater appreciation actually between the editorial and the technical side of the challenges that they face, because of what's happened, and because of how people have responded to to these kind of events?
1: I I, I hope so. I you know look, you need both locking arms, step by going step by step. Um, uh, sometimes you know when something goes wrong, you hear about it, but that's okay. It's live television, and there's a lot of things that have to happen to come together in order to work well. It's like an orchestra It all has to come together beautifully, um, every detail. Um, and so, yeah, it's, uh, I always, I I like being a cheerleader for the operations and the technical side and the engineering side. It's, uh, there's a lot of incredibly smart, talented, multi-skilled people that, uh, you know, are behind the camera, but, uh, gosh, we're, we're lucky to have them.
0: Yeah, I always think that, um, you know, people think television is easy until you see television done badly. And then you realize yeah. how complicated and difficult yeah. that, uh, that it can actually so be. so true.
1: Yeah, even something just like, just with lighting or just with audio, you know, you're, you're, you're going to, or the set, you know, you're going to, you're going it, to, it's, it's, you're going to see it. So, yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot that goes into it, that's for sure. And, and highly multi-layered too.
0: So, Andrea, we spent quite a lot of time um, really fascinating talking about, obviously, what, what's happened. I wonder if we could look a little bit forward now, and I'm, I'm interested in your views of, you know, what would be the the kind of things that you see, you know, perhaps innovation that's come in that you see being kind of future developed? Is it around communication? Is it about, you know, remote working? Is it the cloud? You know, what, what's your view on, on where the next sort of level of innovation is coming from?
1: I think, I think it's all of that. I think it's definitely going to be IP transmission. Um, moving to higher standards of like 4K or even higher, and get putting that into you know a higher broadcast quality, a higher um, ex, you know a, a production experience um, for the viewer without compromising any journalistic values. Um, it's it's testing, it's testing and testing, and then it's also just that challenge of in this landscape, in this media landscape, um, just. You know, getting our great work um, and our storytelling um, and our and and the and the importance of journalism and those stories of people out everywhere, anywhere, no matter you know whenever, wherever. Um, so you know that delivery of it and, and getting it out quickly and having a, have it be a good user experience, but without question, Craig, it's the journalist integrity to all of it. Um that that is that's not to be compromised. Um it's just it's that's the core. Um and then it's it's then it's that using the technology like IP transmissions where we're probably gonna go and you know, more wireless, more cloud. Um remote work is probably with us forever. Um, you know, or at least for a long time. We'll see. Things change um as they do. Uh so it's all of it. It's actually all of it. Um, And it's just figuring out what the next step is and 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 where we where we go.
0: I guess that's the challenge for the networks. It's also the challenge for the vendors, in terms of figuring these kind of things out as well.
1: Yeah, and and the vendors look. I mean, they, you know, like yeah, exactly. That's that. Sometimes they lead us, and sometimes we lead them, um, because they're building some things for us that you know, and they we need you know, and everything we need is five. We needed five minutes ago, as you know. Um, or we want it five minutes ago. So yeah. And that's, that's, but that's exciting for, you know, for them, it's exciting for everybody of just sort of what's possible you know. And I, I am a true believer that really anything is possible. I think we really, there's a lot of smart people in this business. Um, and it's really, you know, but the core of it is, is getting the stories out objectively, um, to, to every, to the public and with, with a high standard.
0: Really, really interesting, Andrea. Um, as you know, there is one final question that I ask everyone on the podcast, so I'm going to ask you. It's what is it, if anything, that keeps you awake at night?
1: Without question, Craig, it's, it's the safety of our employees who are out covering the story, um, our incredible teams that are in the Ukraine and in Poland and in Russia right now in that region. Um, and the safety during, you know, the last two years of keeping people safe during coronavirus and, um, and all the things that were around that. Um, so the safety, first and foremost, is safety of our employees.
0: I think we'd all echo those sentiments too. Thanks to Andrea for going into such detail about her role, the challenges and the future direction of news gathering. If you want to find out more about some of the topics we covered, why not check out the show notes? There you can find links to a new ebook looking at the evolving role of the newsroom and also links to a webinar on story collaboration. Please do take a look. What do you think of what Andrea had to say? Let us know. You can email us. We are makingthemedia at avid.com or on social. My username is Craig aw 1969 on both Twitter and Instagram. Or you can of course follow any of the Avid social channels too. We are on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok and YouTube. All good things must come to an end up, so that's all for this edition of the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice to get notified when the next episode is released. And please leave a review and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. Thanks as always to our producer Matt Diggs. A shout out this week also to Owen Lynch for his help behind the scenes too. But most of all, thanks to you for listening. My name is Craig Wilson. Join me next time for another behind-the-scenes chat about Making the Media.